Welcome to Chip Chat Conversations in the Cloud, a weekly podcast with IT leaders who are driving the future of a software-defined infrastructure-based data center. Hello, I'm Gary McCulley, and welcome to Chip Chat Conversations in the Cloud. Today, I'm speaking with Joel Kaufman, Director of Technical Marketing Engineering Team for the NetApp Solutions Group. Welcome, Joel. Hi, thanks. Happy to be here. Great. Tell us a little bit about what you do at NetApp. Yeah, so I run a technical marketing engineering team that's within what we call our data fabric manageability group. And in this particular case, I focus on the solution areas. So instead of being focused on, say, a particular product, the group that I run focuses on how to take higher-end technologies and integrate them as a complete solution uh, and then we focus really heavily on what customer needs are at that larger scale, that business endpoint of a solution. So those solutions might be a bundle of products doing different things to provide an overall solution to a customer's particular needs? Yeah. We'll figure out how to take certain products that will fit a solution, put it together, wrap documentation around it, wrap a something that comes to a desired outcome for that customer, and then make sure that it's something that can be consumed by not just that one customer, but multiple customers across the entire breadth of everything that NetApp does. What's some common requests that you get to build a solution around to address? So within this area, right, we do focus, because this is the data fabric manageability group, we do tend to focus on things that deal with larger-scale hybrid clouds, the ability to automate and orchestrate everything from data protection to dealing with virtual environments and things like that. So we will get customers who, through our sales teams, come to us and ask for things like, hey, you guys have been dealing with VMware virtual environments for years, and you've created all these cool things but I have a use case around multi-tenancy and security and maybe moving from an on-prem environment out to a hybridized cloud environment. I'm running into these three or four challenges. Can you guys help investigate this? And then we will go through it and potentially it could be as simple as directly helping a customer and advising and consulting them, or we could wind up writing an entire white paper that says, hey, here's how we solved it, and here's our best practices for generally how anyone would approach this problem, and then publish that out. So then you kind of generalize it to the larger market. And of course, there would be NetApp products associated with that that we would get into more specific details around, but we do give all the various use cases or what we believe would be best practices for how to deploy those particular products against that problem. Talk a little bit about how cost is influencing these decisions. Yeah. When I talk about cost, I'm not talking about one-time acquisition cost. I'm talking about overall opportunity cost to an entire business. So what we see more and more are people aren't just making decisions based on, here's what it costs on a per gigabyte basis. They're looking at, here's what it costs to store per gigabyte in a location do I get any sort of business benefit from agility? Do I go ahead and have to incur network costs? Can I retain the same number of full-time employees to manage and maintain? 
And at some point, because of the model of saying I own a certain infrastructure versus I'm renting a certain infrastructure as you go towards a public cloud environment, there are people who have built entire models that sit there and say, given all these different factors, where do I start with the application? And as it grows or matures, does it potentially then move to a new cost optimization level? There's a term that you may have heard called the lean cloud that really kind of defines this, where you have people who do things like they'll rapidly prototype on a rented infrastructure. And they'll do it because there's certain agility they get. They don't want to do a big capital expense plant at any particular point, and they realize that seems to be a good model. But then as applications grow and mature inside of this model, and maybe overall network loading gets larger and larger, and then costs go up depending where you are, it actually makes sense in some cases to repatriate that entire infrastructure application back into a capital expense model at that point for other purposes, right? It's gone from prototype to, oh, wow, now we have real customer data that maybe there's a security reason that we don't want to leave it in that public environment. So there's a wide variety of variables that are in play, but I think the more important part of it is that anything that can help enable that mobility between whatever these different endpoints are is becoming actually one of the really key factors in people making those decisions. Now, NetApp acquired SolidFire, I want to say about a year ago. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about the SolidFire all-flash array product? Sure. I think for the standard enterprise suite of applications that have existed for a long time, ONTAP is phenomenal. It's done a great job in that space, and we've expanded it, and we've re-architected it, and we've changed so much code in the system that it's frankly almost a new OS in the past couple of years, and it addresses a lot of these needs. SolidFire, on the other hand, addressed an area that really was never architected for in the ONTAP space. Getting to the idea that you have you know, single pool environment where all the resources just continue to scale out very linearly, and then you carve them up in small chunks. The ability to be so easy in terms of how it does repair and protection of all the components in the system that it takes a tremendous amount of the management and administration components. It's not that they've masked it over. It's they've basically removed it from the system. So it becomes incredibly easy to monitor and manage. Going a step beyond that, you even have the types of things that are associated with it that really haven't been available in an ONTAP type of platform, right? Floating IP addresses. So regardless of which node in the system is up and running, the IP is addressable once, and you don't need to worry about setting of all sorts of parameters to make sure that it looks that way. It just happens natively within there. So as you get to next generation types of applications, you begin to see certain advantages to that, right, as as the network becomes more powerful around it. And then on top of that, you know, and when I say next-gen, um, there are applications for OpenStack. There's a tremendous amount of work where things like that are valuable in terms of supplying all-flash performance and, and this manageability. You know, some virtual environments can take huge advantage of it. OpenStack, larger scale-out. Service providers love it because since you can scale out and provide componentry that is around iSCSI is your presentation, well, there's a natural level of multi-tenancy that comes into that as well. 
QoS that is clearly, in terms of what is delivered, is probably the gold standard for QoS in the industry on storage right now. I'm not sure there's anyone else who does it either as granularly or as powerfully as SolidFire does. So for those reasons, it becomes a really good platform moving forward for a lot of these next-generation in-the-cloud types of applications and, and native scale-out apps on the front end because now you have storage that can really match that type of usage. So, Joel, tell me a little bit about the Intel and NetApp relationship. It's one of those weird things where people don't realize how long certain companies have worked together. <laughs> More than 20 years, right? It is over 20 years now, yeah. Our very first FAS systems, actually even before they were called FAS, Fabric Attached Storage, our very first F-series systems were based on Intel going back years and years and years ago. I think it's actually closer to like 22 or 23 years now. And so, yeah, we've maintained that relationship both on the core processing side and the various chipset side up through a lot of networking and networking adapters and reference platform work and, and on and on and on. And the nice thing about it is that that relationship has taken so many questions off the table. You know, you go into an enterprise IT organization, and the minute you say, yep, we're running all of our platform, and we follow the fastest component release model in the industry with Intel, people just go, oh, okay, great, fantastic, let's move on. You know, it takes a lot of back-end work to make that happen, but I think it's been a really fruitful relationship between the two companies, and we don't see it slowing down anytime soon. Yeah, well, Intel certainly appreciates the relationship, and we look forward to it continuing going forward. One final question, where can people go to find out more about NetApp's products and services? So you can go directly to www.netapp.com. That is our core landing page, and we have links on there to all of our different areas that covering both just the products as well as you can find links into our solution areas where we deal with, again, software at a higher level and applications and things like that. But uh, NetApp.com. That's great. Well, thank you, Joel, for spending time with us today and best wishes to NetApp. Yeah, great. Thank you very much, Gary. Appreciate being on the program. 